0: I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking
1: slowly. I'm taking my time. All I could talk in is starting to run. I'm letting go lonely, letting go strife. I just can't get enough
0: of this beautiful life. The Enneagram. It's a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way that we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I am a philosopher, pastor, and writer in Greeley, Colorado. And with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram Ninja.
2: Hello.
0: My man. What's up? Today we are going to wrap up our initial... Typing of the Star Wars characters. Right,
2: episode three.
0: This, this has been great fun. I'm super jazzed <laughs> about the types we're hitting today. Yeah. Uh, last time we went negative, so we got to pull this up. Yep. Got to get a little positive. Yep, yep. So uh, to start us off, what are your top three
2: Star Wars movies? Top three movies. I would probably go four, seven, Five. There it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah. We're gonna do some New Hope, some Last Jedi.
2: Yep. I, Last just, of the I Empire. I really like the first movies in series. Yeah. Because I I I think that first movies or first books like th- this always introduces the world in a particular way, and I think if you ever start anywhere other than the first thing that came out, you're always getting a different kind of introduction yeah so
0: mine is uh i do some empire yeah rogue one and then my number three slot always is just in flux sure um i i would probably imagine i would throw new hope in as my number three just for the same kinds of reasons Mm -hmm. my favorite intro to the universe is rogue one if i'm introducing somebody because it it shows that the empire is terrible yeah. Um, which matters. I get that. And it shows the force. Yeah. And it's a show not tell that's going on with those two movies. Mm-hmm. Um we are willing to nuke holy cities. We are we have uh religious devotees um who are committed to this mystical power. And the fact that everybody dies shows that it has stakes. By the way, in Rogue One, everybody dies. Everybody dies. Um <laughs> Empire is my number one. Empire is my my favorite movie. Sure, but it, there is something about uh, imagery there and the emotions associated with that imagery that just connect to my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is brilliant. the The cinematography is brilliant, and there are so many great emotional beats for a person like me. Yeah, um, those beats of you were growing up as a person that I just yeah, sure. connect with so highly. Um, so uh, my dad, as you know, cut off my hand when I was a young man. Mm-hmm. And so, sure. I mean, uh, that's, that scene. makes sense. Just, yeah. Actually, I saw something really long. relatable. <laughs> <laughs> they don't show the wound of, of uh, Mark Hamill's, uh, of Luke Skywalker's hand cut right. off, mm-hmm. but there's a pole right next to him mm-hmm. when, and Vader goes and he cuts the pole off and it looks like, the dimensions of bones, what they would look like if you severed a hand. And so it's like you see that and then you see the guy holding his his arm that just got cut off. Yeah. Um, And I remember still seeing Empire for the first time when I was probably like six. And the moments where I was terrified, where I was like, I don't know where this is going. Mm -hmm. This isn't how the last movie went. Right. (laughs) You know, still get me where I'm like, I, I can like recall that and bring it forth. Yeah. So good. I get
2: that. My favorite scene, however. This was my next question. Oh, good. Go. Ask your question. Hey, TJ. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite scene?
2: My favorite scene is actually in uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. When the Emperor shows up on the Death Star. Oh. Like that, like... Because I love that song so yeah. much. I love the Imperial March. Yeah. like I And that scene is... Yeah. That is the representation of the Empire to me. Yeah. Um, just, I love that scene.
0: We've mentioned them before, but if you have not checked out the soundtrack show by David W. Collins, he does mm. deep dives into Star Wars music. Yeah. They are so good. Yeah, sure. Uh, and plays out what's going on with those sorts of with the chord changes with Mm -hmm. the construction what 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 are the influences yeah but i agree that uh yeah i mean you're showing the bad guys yep and you're doing it in a very what it's the grays and the blacks and
2: comes down for the first time very military spectacle yeah 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 for a guy that you like this little teeny tiny guy in a black robe.
0: <laughs> True.
2: Like, that dude is terrifying.
0: He's got, you've heard how much power he has right.
2: for the last two movies. Yeah. It's a,
0: I never thought about this. It's Jaws. You don't see mm, the shark yeah, yeah. till the end. Yeah. You know, he's yep. just been kind of hanging out back mm-hmm. there.
2: Just this sort of ethereal, yeah. like, There's a presence. fin occasionally and, yeah. and
0: planets are getting blown yeah. up.
2: <laughs> and then we see the emperor. Yeah. And, like, yeah. All of these stormtroopers just standing there wait waiting for him to walk away. Ah, oh, I love that scene. It's
0: good. My favorite, uh, when I was a kid, I had one of those red emperor guards, you know oh, what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Um that was one of the one of the few Kenner toys I had. I love uh-huh. that dude. <laughs> it's just like the that like reinforced how wonderful the emperor was or like menacing is like you got mm. these guys who are
2: you know yeah the elite guard you. yeah
0: get trashed by the for the yoda. most
2: powerful being in the universe yeah right who for sure <laughs> doesn't need guards right. <laughs> <laughs> they're just there for
0: sure. they they want to intimidate yeah what's my favorite scene my favorite scene i mentioned it uh i believe uh, when we did our luke deep dive is the conversation with luke and yoda when there's the reveal this is yoda's the jedi master and that whole conversation ends with I won't fail you. I'm not afraid. And Yoda just stares him down, cold. Yeah. Says, "You will be." Yeah. <laughs> Such it's oh, real good. Just it like pierces my heart every time I watch it. Uh, when when you watch these movies, do you do you ever do like kind of a, a binge? Like, do you enjoy binging these movies? Yeah.
2: Every few years, um, I I get on collection binges. So, like, every once in a while, I want to watch all Star Wars movies. Yeah. Yeah. And, and luckily, at this point, it's like I have a reason, and I have a, a schedule. True. So, I have to watch all of them before the next movie comes out. Mm-hmm. So, every couple of years, it's like, oh, great. I get to watch all of the Star Wars movies that's, again.
0: That's exactly it. There's, yeah. there's been kind of a countdown. Mm-hmm. So, you'll know this. I don't know if you all will know this, but it is linked in the show notes. I've spent the last year binging everything and trying to put an order to the to the star wars you need to watch because there's lots of trash and there's lots of places to stub your toe but if you just like got the best stuff and put it in a worthwhile order it's there's some glorious stuff because if you have not yet seen the clone wars as tj wilson has unfortunately not but i keep giving him (laughs) you gotta watch this and this is the best this is where you start I got work there's, to do, man. There's depthy, wonderful stuff. Tj watches way more television than I do. so <laughs> I, This is a lie. <laughs> I still have work to do. <laughs> <laughs> <Are> you, <laughs> I just choose not to do it. In the, well, when you are neglecting the work that you're supposed to do, yeah, I got the list for you.
2: Yep, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Which we have linked in the show notes. And if you want to do a deep dive, that's like the there's is eighty hours of Star Wars out there, and right. I cut it down to the essential
2: nice thirty. And it is it is an impressive list, folks.
0: I've, it took it took a while, yeah, I, I years. Took, I'm a, <laughs> yeah. I am assuming. I don't watch things very quickly, um, and I don't binge things very often. So,
2: because you are out there like doing things and living I'm, your life,
0: <sighs> actually, you know what it is? I need to watch more movies and television. It may sound silly. I have a hard time stopping. Yeah, but the the intentionally resting Mm -hmm. and just saying I'm going to engage something I really love and cherish and just sit here and be. I need to do that more. So anyway, create this list for the good of my soul.
2: Yep, love it.
0: Um. All right, so we're gonna jump back in. We're gonna wrap this thing up. We got just our last few types to hit. So uh, which brings us to nines, which is uh, the we we are gonna call the peaceful mediators
2: uh so nines uh peacemaker mediator um uh reconciler the nines are uh, in that body triad uh take in the world through our instincts but don't engage through action uh we are all about maintaining peace and harmony we want things to go smoothly and we want everyone to get along and uh and and again, part of that like power and control, if everyone just did their own thing, then everyone would be fine. There it is' There's some nines, yeah who, who do you got, got? <laughs> well, I just
0: got I got Java, which I mentioned sure. before, yep. is on the arrow is on the line for me, sure, but I like arguing for java, so okay. i'm that's why I chose Java, sure uh, who you got?
2: Uh, I could go down the road for Jabba as a nine. I put him as an eight, but I could go down nine. Um, I also, uh, am back and forth with Yoda as a five or a nine. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and my other big one is Qui-Gon. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, that's a putt. I got Qui-Gon as a one. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay. Let me think about that. You know what? You might get me on that one. I hmm. never thought about Qui Gon as a nine. Uh, his the idealism of Qui Gon is what had me going down that road. Sure, and it's uh, his references routinely strike me as this is the right way. He's the chosen one. Certainly, you can see that mm-hmm. is a right way.
2: I think that ones would typically. Um, spend their energy trying to convince everyone why that's the right path though.
0: Yeah. Um perfect. Yeah. We'll talk. That'll be uh that's a punt. Yep. Brings us to the ones. Sorry about that, nines who really wanted to get into their types. <laughs> so we spent forever on sixes and sevens yeah. and eights there and just
2: aren't there just, aren't solid, clear nines.
0: One nine that we mentioned last time that needs to be said, and I found this fascinating is that george lucas is a nine oh and, yeah and he didn't create any characters that were nines yeah, well maybe a... i mean some of these arguably might be nines but i mean he's not making jabba after himself you right. know <laughs> yeah. Let's hope not. i've seen some artwork out there in terms of the <laughs> the expansion of lucas film but um i uh, did, do we need to say anything about george lucas
2: was' nine I mean this is purely speculation, yeah. um, but there's there's a a sense of um like he just wanted to do something fun and and the way that he responds to criticism seems very nineish yeah, um it's it's sort of a retreat, and um like like he f- fandom has been demanding the release of the original films. <laughs> For 20 years, like, I joke about this all the time. Like, it's entirely possible that those films do not exist anymore except in physical copies in people's basements. Yep. Um, Because because George Lucas, in that passive-aggressive kind of way, is never going to release that again because he doesn't want to.
0: Some of the things that I think is so interesting about George Lucas, who I would say is one of the great artists of the 20th century Mm -hmm. produces something that few have ever produced, which is loyalty and devotion to a philosophy Mm. at a religious level Mm -hmm. that like that doesn't happen very often Uh, through a new medium. That's one, but two strikes me as a body type because if you were to turn the sound off of Star Wars and didn't listen to any of the dialogue, what you would see is a masterpiece of art mm-hmm. that is entirely imagery that is just beautiful that strikes you mm-hmm. emotionally. Yeah, And it's that body type of I'm feeling the images. Mm-hmm. It's not your heart mm-hmm. and it's not your mind. Right. It is entirely the feeling element yeah. of
2: it. Um, A the, four would have done better with the emotional aspects of yes. the stories. A five would have done better with the dialogue.
0: Yep. And that's it. Yeah. So, but for those of us who are Star Wars fans, when you see the Millennium Falcon fly across the screen mm-hmm. and there is something in your soul that jumps up. Yep. That's because it's coming from the heart of an artist mm-hmm. who likewise is creating that, feeling it, and and advocating for it. Yeah. So that'd be one. And then the other thing with with his nineness that uh, is interesting to me is he doesn't create industrial light magic without not wanting to deal with actors anymore. He's creating CGI characters so that he can control some stuff. In fact, this is why The Clone Wars, in part, is so great as a cartoon. Mm -hmm. He controls everything. Right. That every actor does, right? Because they are computerized, right? And so, obviously, Jar Jar Binks is a terrible character, mm-hmm. but Jar Jar Binks allows us to have Gollum, right? Jar Jar Binks allows us to have. Um, I mean, well, who else is a CGI character that's amazing?
2: I mean, it's it's like I mean, it's all it, of them. <laughs> it, it set the stage for what movies would become. Yeah.
0: And so, and that comes from his nineness mm-hmm. wanting to have a medium that he can oversee at a very uh, intimate level. Mm-hmm. This is where he's really on that one line for me' sure. it's like he really is a perfectionist, he's tinkering with his movies over mm-hmm. and over again, but it's I don't want conflict with the with the artist anymore, so I'm gonna create something I can control right. from my withdrawn space at skywalker ranch Mm -hmm. and yet does a super high level Mm -hmm. anyway and final thoughts on (laughs) the man the creator
2: oh yeah and 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 speaking to his um like that idea of control like he couldn't get a studio to fund one of his films (laughs)
0: That's another, oh, let's talk about that. Yeah. That's, I think that's worth talking about. Yeah. So yeah,
2: do you know about is this it, story? Is it Empire or Return? Well,
0: he sold New Hope mm-hmm. for nothing. Right. Except for
3: points.
2: Right. Because um, it's not about the money. It's not about the, like, he, yeah. he
3: made this thing that he wants to be out there. So the only way I could cope with it was to say, I'll take the first third, the first act, and I'll make that into a movie. But I'd written all this other stuff. I'd spent a year writing this story. And I said, well, I'm not going to just throw away two-thirds of my year and say this is all I can afford at this point. This is the only amount of money I'm going to get is to do this one movie. So I put it on the shelf, and I said, by hook or by crook, I will finish this movie.
0: But he wanted control. Mm-hmm. He wanted control, mm-hmm. <laughs> body type, of the sequels. Right. He wanted the rights. And right. he wanted merchandising rights.
3: right. I was very careful to say, I don't want more money, I don't want more points, I don't want anything financial, but I do want the right to make these sequels. I was working on the assumption, as every filmmaker works on, which is the film will be a disaster and that it won't be promoted and it'll just die a horrible death. And it'll be very hard to get these next two movies made.
1: George said, like, a big slice of the merchandising. Up until that time, merchandising had been relatively unknown.
3: When I took over the licensing, I simply said, I'm going to be able to make T-shirts, I'm going to be able to make posters, and I'm going to be able to sell this movie, even though the studio won't. So I managed to get control of pretty much everything that was left over that the studio didn't really care about.
0: Do you know this, that his dad's a toy store owner?
3: Oh, perfect
0: and here was the thing he was so busy making the movies mm-hmm. when he he handed the toy rights to one of his second in command mm-hmm. said hey go sell these they're worth a lot yeah kenner made so much money off of yeah, the bad of deal yeah <laughs> but he knew exactly what was right he was like i want i want some some characters there the size of you know of your index finger mm-hmm. so that they can fit in spaceships yeah and uh but anyway his dad was a Toy Story owner, sure. and that's why he pushed so hard for the uh, control over merchandising, sure. which has made him Perfect. billions
2: yeah. of yeah. dollars. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, then, and then one of the movies um, is, I cannot remember, Empire or... Well, Empire, he financed. Yeah, so, it was all his money. He, and, t- he
0: took everything he made from New Hope right. and put it into
2: Empire. Because he did not want to have the control of a studio... Over his shoulders, yeah. and so he funded it himself. Like that's that's pure nine right there. Yeah,
0: that's exactly right. He would he he wants total control at a different kind of level. Mm. Why that doesn't strike me as a nine thing?
2: That's because our ours comes out very passive aggressive.
0: Okay, you want the control, but
2: I I want total control over the things I want to be in control over. Okay, everything else I don't care.
0: Yeah. And he just has a very large
2: and And it doesn't bubble. matter if what I'm doing is right or not. It's mine. I don't care if my business fails. Yeah. It's mine.
0: If you want to pay net Jar Jar, you can. Yes.
2: <laughs> if I want to do things that other people disagree with, it doesn't matter. And if I fail, it doesn't matter because yeah. it's mine. That's not entirely true. I do want my business <laughs> to succeed. <laughs> but, and I know that I'm... I'm part of something more than just me, but this is this is this is real, yeah, and that that sense of like I'm gonna put this out there, but you can never have the old thing, mm-hmm. and I'm not arguing, I'm not discussing it it's that old thing is gone because yeah. it's mine, and I can do whatever I want with it, and sort of a foot down, I'm not gonna argue because I don't wanna fight, but this is what's happening,
0: yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, transitioning, Yeah. <laughs> which brings us to the ones. Uh, ones are often, we are going to call the moral perfectionists or the improvers. Uh, what's a quick word on ones?
2: So ones... Um Ones are uh, the last in that body triad. This is about instinct um, and action. And um, ones are very concerned about doing the right thing and not being evil or corrupt. Uh, And uh, that often becomes very prescriptive. And um, I, I can make things better. I see the things that need to be fixed and I can make everything better.
0: I got four ones. Okay. I imagine some of these are going to be overlap and some of them are going to be ones we don't care about. Now, I have two Qui Gon was a punt. Yep. Uh, Captain Rex, I imagine you don't care about. I
2: have nothing to say about Captain Rex.
0: <laughs> and Padme was a punt because she was, you had her as a seven. Correct. And I have her as a one. Uh, I have a primary character as a one. So let's start there. And I imagine kay. you do as well. And that would be one Princess Leia. Ah, oh, thank goodness. It's not enough to be rescued
2: You gotta She's be rescued not correctly even interested in being rescued It's not about the rescue <laughs> She has a mission
0: my, oh, the, Her introduction is a character to Luke He walks in He's gonna rescue her
3: a for a
2: Right You're not quite like, big enough For my right, standards Right out the bat <laughs>
0: By the way, there's the adventurous side. Yeah. Luke, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue Hooray! Right. <laughs> I'm here to rescue you. I forgot about that line. Yeah. Uh, what do you see with the uh, body type, uh, the intelligence center of uh, one with Leia? Uh,
2: she's always about action. Yes. Uh, like there's there's no, um, it's it's not feeling, it's not thinking. Like she, there is a mission and we need to go.
0: She's the boss mm. in both New Hope and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. She becomes reactive in, in Empire. There's a lot of Hans energy that comes to the forefront. It shows sure. me, which is why Hans and Hate. And the, <laughs> but I love that as she's active. We need to do yep. something. We need to yep. do something. We need to do something. Yep. We could always make this better. Yep. Um, I see her wanting control
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a variety of places. She gets rescued, but she wants control.
2: Yeah. Because they're not doing it right. Because they're not doing yeah, it right. It's not about the control. It's about the fact that they're not doing it right.
0: But that's her body type. Yep. I suppose her oneness comes out in terms of the... Uh, they're not doing it right. Right. But just the desire for control comes out, especially in her banter with Han Solo.
2: I think in, in the way that she responds to every situation, like I'm particularly thinking about her introduction to... Like the first time we hear her really say something is mm-hmm. she's face to face with uh, Tarkin and and Vader yeah. and all of her like,
0: initial conversations, like
2: the things that she's saying is like, "You're gonna get slapped, yeah. lady." And, These
0: men have nuclear weapons. Yeah, and you are throwing down.
2: Yep, yep. <laughs> not even, not even a little bit interested in playing their game. <laughs>
0: it's okay. uh, Works in her professional uh, political life. Mm-hmm. Works in her romantic life. Yep, Han pushing buttons. Yep, says. You must
1: have hit pretty close to the mark. Get her all riled up like that, huh, kid?
0: And she's like, "I will take control of this situation." Yep.
1: Well, I guess you don't know everything about women yet.
0: Grabs the boy on the side, yep. kisses him, and says, "You." Yeah. And walks out of the room. Yep.
2: Yeah. There's. Like, she is, will not play other people's games.
0: On the stance front, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily an aggressive stance, though. It's a reactive stance. Vader comes, and then she reacts. Tarkin comes, she reacts. Han comes, she reacts. And that's where her stance lies. Thoughts on on her and stance?
2: I I think this, this is a good... It's easy to read eight into her character in a lot of ways. But notice that th- all of the different times where she is not aggressive, whereas eights are always yep, aggressive. That's it. There yep. are a lot of times where she is actually just hanging out yes. and waiting for something to spur her to action. And that is, like that is a great way to think about that reactive stance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So...
0: I don't see thinking repression with this character. The only place I could pin that down was when Luke comes and says to her, do you remember your mother? And she, she does not go to her head. She says, kind of, it's, it's all feelings. Mm-hmm. She was warm, she was kind, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, she seems like she's actually a f- fairly bright person. Um, I think she has a things.
2: very strategic mind, uh, as like that is displayed in the way that that she behaves and sort of takes charge. But I I think that there's a lot of of instances of her reacting to her emotions.
0: Oh, there, yeah.
2: So and and in that not knowing is, how to react
0: to her emotions, is that what you mean?
2: No, I I mean like this is especially displayed in ones of the, this intelligence center sandwich. Um, you have one that is dominant, one that is secondary and one that is repressed. Yep. And ones are in that thinking repressed place, but they're, they're action-based first emotions are secondary. So another way to say all of that is that ones react to their emotions and think about it later. And there's an, awful lot of times when she is doing things that are going to get her in trouble because she's reacting to her emotions. Ooh, and I like that. She what, took an her time to think in the way that she talks to, to Vader. Um,
0: oh, I see. Yeah, The way that, that she sense.
2: talks to Han. Yeah. It's almost like kids on a playground kind of thing where if she was able to stop and actually think about her emotions, then she would recognize that what she's experiencing with Han is attraction. And yeah. what she's instead doing is pushing against it. She's reacting to her emotions. Boom.
0: Her character on that front, there's a depthier side to her character that comes out in Empire. I think she's a depthy character mm-hmm. in uh, New Hope. Yeah. But they expose a lot more of her in Empire, especially in the heart side Mm -hmm. and especially on the, we're going to allow you to take a step back from your princess status yeah you're going to come back to that in return of the jedi Mm -hmm. but her relationship with han ends up being set up from the beginning and banter you know they they are routinely in these spaces where they're having to navigate conflict together and who they are come come out in their dialogues Mm -hmm. so the first dialogue with them uh, is Han leaving because he needs to pay off Jabba the Hutt because uh, apparently he doesn't want to be controlled by, by Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> she yells at him down the hallway. Han!
3: Yes, your highness. I thought
1: you had decided to stay. Well, the bounty hunter we ran into when Lord Mendel changed my mind. Han, we need you.
0: She has an ideal. We need it. Yes. Because it's about the perfect situation here. Well, what about you need?
2: I know.
3: I don't know what you're talking about. Probably not How precisely am I supposed to know? Come on. You want me to stay because of the way you feel about me? Yes. You're a great help to us. You're a natural leader.
0: She sees all the positive attributes mm-hmm. in how they advance things getting better. And she is solving the problem with an
2: argument, which is her and, coping style. And she's trying to present an air of objectivity. Yeah. <laughs> there it is.
0: And that's then that's exactly it. That's her coping right. style. It's right. she's not going to get sucked into if she gets sucked into emotional banter, she will lose control. And that's I, that in my experience, that's what ones will do mm-hmm. is I'm going to elevate towards logic yeah. as best I can. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to find control is in the principle is in the ideal. Right. And now will, so I'm going to, you're a great help to us. You're a natural leader. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a big list for you. Which ones do?
2: Except you're, you're actually lying to yourself by denying your, like, uh, you're thinking about how you actually feel.
0: So Talk about that. I don't know what you mean.
2: So, so she's, she's like, this is exactly what's happening in this scene is that she is pushing into an objective response about what is good when the real reason that she wants him to stay is because she has feelings for him.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah.
2: But by leaning into that objectivity, she is actually intentionally, or may, maybe even subconsciously, but she is not productively thinking about her feelings yeah. by trying to convince herself that she's only being objective.
0: Yeah. And again, that gives, that gives her control in the situation. Right. No. That's not it. it. Tan pushes into her emotional life.
1: Ah, uh, come on. You're imagining things. Am I? Then why are you following me? Afraid I was going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss? I just assumed
0: he was a woman. I can arrange that. You could use a good kiss! Not, not, not sure what uh, the one... She's trying to escape all of a sudden this conversation.
2: Yeah. And, and, and pushing back.
0: Oh, that's her way of fighting. Yeah. Again, the competency... Move. Mm-hmm. I'm making arguments.
2: Yeah, in the midst of a
0: very emotional conversation. Yeah, is that seems to be her coping style. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she's chained up to Job of the Hut. He's pulling her in for a kiss. She makes an argument.
3: We have powerful friends. You're gonna regret this. That's what
0: that is. Yeah. It's like, let me get, Let me. Let me tell you. How this does not work for your self-interest. <laughs> right. Um, affect. She's a frustrated idealist.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The world she, is supposed to be a certain way.
0: She and, and her way. brother, apparently. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Both idealists. Mm-hmm. Uh t- talk about
2: issues. I would even argue the Han is one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All of them. All of them want the ideals. One of them might just want the money and be safe from Java's.
2: Which is very clear based on how he behaves.
0: You mean when he swoops in to help everyone in security and yells...
1: (laughs) We'll
2: have that argument later. (laughs) Uh... What am I talking about? Idealism? Idealist? Idealist. Leia is an idealist. Oh, I mean, uh, she is like <laughs> as a leader of the rebellion. Like this is this is something that you have to have some sort of idealist optimism to be in a position like that. Yeah. Like yeah. that. You don't get to that to that place like as a career military person. Yeah. You get to that position because you see a future that you are trying to work towards.
0: There's something about ones where ones that attain leadership ranks, people follow them because they're good. Mm -hmm. And she comes across that way. She's always clothed, especially in New Hope. She's clothed in white. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the guy comes with the stolen plans and says, "What are these?" And she says, "Hope."
2: Right. (laughs) That's
0: all ideals. Uh, My my favorite. What uh, is it? uh, They get out of the trash compactor. Let's get moving. And she yells,
3: "Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way
0: because there's a way that you're supposed to be rescued, right you know, yeah. and or all
2: of this is wrong.
0: All of this is wrong, like didn't you have any plan for getting out right? He's the brain's sweetheart, yeah, she takes control. This is actually a thing. Here's a one thing uh." Ones will take it upon themselves to do all the work themselves. Mm-hmm. She's gonna grab a blaster, yep. blow a hole She'll in, do the, it herself. Yep. in the in the trash yep. in the
2: garbage chute. That was the scene that I was like, oh, she's a one.
0: <laughs> is that is that <laughs> yeah. it's it? what could yeah. be true.
2: because um, the their rescue is failing. She's like, fine, <laughs> I'll do it myself. <laughs> right.
0: Um there's a point after the asteroid field scene in Empire, mm-hmm. where she turns to Han and this this is strikes me as such a one backhanded compliment where she says, you have your moments.
1: Not many of them, but you do have them.
0: She recognizes that was really good. Mm-hmm. But she's still really judgmental. Yeah. And it's all wrapped into how she's posturing herself in this in this scene. Right. That was the thing that got me is there are so many lines for her there. Judgmental. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, She's very judgmental, um, and it's it has a lot to do with people not living up to her expectations.
0: So I got, I got a list. Like, just listen. You'll remember these immediately. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader, only you could be so bold. That's her first line. Right. And it's a judgment on on this man who is towering over her. Right. You know, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Mm-hmm. I recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board. Yep. This is some rescue. Didn't you have any plans for getting out?
3: Um, Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder.
0: All of these are just uber-critical of the person in front of them. Yep. Which strikes me as as a very... uh, Well, why do ones go there? It's They want to make things better, so they have to judge the thing.
2: Well, and it's... it's, um... It's a sense of their own rightness that um, that sort of like meets this, this field of resentment and turns into very intense judge- judgmentalism. So like the frustration of their ideals leads mm-hmm. to resentment. And because they are certain that they are the one that's right – when that resentment and that rightness come together, it creates this, like, you idiots. How, like, it's, it's just this, I am the only one here who is doing the right thing because y'all, y'all are a bunch of morons. Fit? So, <gasps> would it help if I got out and pushed? Right. It might. <laughs> yeah.
0: In the, in, the, in the most recent, first thing she says to Han, she looks at him, she goes,
1: Same jacket.
0: No, oh, new jacket. <laughs> On the flip side, she doesn't want to be judged. There's a point where Han yells at her,
1: trying to committee.
0: and she knows exact- that that's a dig. Right. And she yells at him, I am not a committee. Because she's also very aware of, she doesn't want to be tainted by that negative spin.
2: Right. Yeah. She is technically royalty, but that is not the only thing about her. So.
0: Movement towards uh, the right and wrong mm-hmm. comes out in a lot of our language yep.
2: before they're in the asteroid
0: field.
3: Somebody, you're going to be wrong
0: and I just want to see That's a very right-wrong kind of mm-hmm. image. Um,
3: the Imperial Senate will not steal things. this.
0: It's a very right-wrong and kind of right. image. Right. Um, one of the things at the beginning of Empire, she, very self-sacrificially, is trying to get everybody to a transport.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think she thinks she's going to die in that. Base. I think so too. She's going to sacrifice herself so everybody can live. Yep. Which obviously it gets repeated in The End of Last Jedi in a very, very similar kind of scene. Right. Addats and White Planet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's when Han shows up and says, No, we're going to do my thing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that discussion is going to be
0: so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: I don't know why I'm doing this so much. It's because we're talking about all the Han lines. Uh, very aware of uh, defects. I liked this. Um, Han goes to kiss her. My hands are dirty.
2: Right. Yeah. Who cares? Is it? So
0: what? It's, who doesn't want to? Like, I, I, I'm not necessarily attracted to Harrison Ford, but I imagine there's lots of people who would be mm-hmm. and wouldn't be thinking about whether or not their hands are dirty. Correct. <laughs> it's, yeah. oh, there's a dog on board and a droid neither of them matter it's just nope. me and you baby <laughs> really doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. um, they repeat this with Luke at, in the end of Last Jedi she says I know what you're gonna say I changed my hair super self-conscious mm-hmm. and so that anyway that self-aware of defects yeah it's kind of all over that character yeah I got one last um, dialogue but Anything else on her as a one?
2: I I saw a lot of arguments about um, her being an eight on the internet. Okay. Um, and I I think there's some, some there's a lot of similarities between ones and eights. Sure. But I think that that she doesn't want to be in control. I think that she wants to do what's right. Yeah. There it is. And 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 more importantly, like a good way of looking at this: if you are struggling with between eight and one, like. She displays over and over and over again that she is not an aggressive type. Mm-hmm. That that aggression versus with versus reactive, I think it is very clearly displayed with her. So even in, in in amongst a lot of the things that we're using to describe her as a one, can be argued as an eight. Mm-hmm. But I th- I really think that it that stance showcases that she is not aggressive
0: a lot of that comes out in how she holds power and releases power Mm -hmm. especially in in the last jedi yeah um where she hands power cleanly to holdo uh when it's correct Mm -hmm. and she hands power to poe when it's time right who she has wanted to do things correctly the whole time. Right. And then there's a moment where she says, why are you looking at me? Follow him. Right. And But at least for the typing side here, she hands off power. Right. Yeah. Um, romantic scene. Uh, when they're fixing the, the Falcon and the asteroid, Han Solo comes in and uh, she shrugs him off.
1: Hey, your worship. I'm only trying to help.
3: Would you please stop calling me that?
1: Sure, Leah.
0: Which is the first time he gets more um, comfortable, Mm -hmm. uh, personal. Intimate. That's what I was looking for. You make
3: it so difficult sometimes.
1: I do, I really do. You could be a little nicer, though. Come on, admit it, sometimes you think I'm all right. Occasionally, maybe. Judgmental. When you aren't acting like a scoundrel. Scoundrel? i like the sound of that stop that stop what stop that my hands are dirty
0: again she's aware of the imperfection
1: mm. my hands are dirty too what are you afraid of
0: she feels judged afraid you're
1: trembling
3: i'm not
0: trembling she's feeling more judged mm. you like me because i'm a scoundrel there aren't enough scoundrels in your life I have to like nice men. She has some ideals. A nice
1: man,
0: hate nice. The I guess the sexual energy between them seems to me entirely anger, mm. and that sure. that would be another kind of the 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 body intuitive. Uh, I mean, it, it feels like it's all it's anger between them, mm-hmm. but it's spun yeah. in these kind of ways. Yeah, I get that. Any other other thoughts on on that? That struck me as a conversation that really showcased her one side. Sure. But we're going to have a Han throwdown coming up. Yeah, we are. I'm so excited about that. (laughs) Uh, The last one that I had was Captain Rex, who is one of the clones in The Clone Wars. For those of you who have seen this, um, Captain Rex ends up being a fantastic character.
2: I used to believe that being a good soldier meant doing everything they told you.
1: That's how they engineered us. But we're not droids. We're not programmed. You have to learn to make your own decisions.
0: Um, has a they have a fantastic arc in episode or in season four called the Krell arc, uh, where they really showcase him. But he ends up being um, it seems to me to be idealistic.
2: I've been in countless battles lost many brothers. They were my family, my home.
1: fight to my last breath to
2: keep them safe
0: his his stance is routinely action oriented so he's not a four or five or nine and he dissects things with his head so uh in when uh things are tough so it's a competency coping style so it places him in that one side that action oriented competency Um, He's reactive. He's reactive to the needs of the Republic. He's reactive to the needs of the Jedi General. Um, There's a conversation that he has in the Krell arc where he says... Sir,
3: if I may
2: address your accusation, I followed your orders, even in the face of a plan that was, in my opinion, severely flawed. A plan that cost us men.
0: He takes off his helmet. Not
2: clones,
1: men! As sure as it is my duty to remain loyal to your command i also have another duty to protect those men
0: and there is a rule following yet idealistic side tim that's routinely coming out and that character is just phenomenal through the remainder of the clone wars but he becomes a big part of uh rebels he's one of the few clones that uh survives after order 66 so just good stuff he ends up being a fan favorite for those who If you go to like if you see pictures of Star Wars celebration, people who are dressed up in clone outfits, a lot of Mm. them are his armor. A lot of those clones, they start they do real interesting things. Again, they're they all have the same genetics, but they try to individualize. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways they do it is they start painting their armor differently. Right, and uh, just anyway, just really good. Anyway, the Rex stuff is in the uh, arc season four. Starts with episode seven. If you want to watch it, it's really good. Brings us to twos. Cool. I got some twos. Twos are the supportive advisor. Yeah. Or the helper. Or the helper. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, what's the short skinny?
2: So twos, twos? we move into the heart triad. And this is um, people who are uh, seeking attention uh, focus uh, they they interpret the world through the emotional center, uh, so very in tune with the emotions of other people and and sometimes their own emotions. And um, twos in particular are very aware of the emotions and the needs of others and seek to uh, fulfill those needs in order to gain love mm-hmm. and acceptance.
0: Babe, yep. I got two. Do you have... Let me look at my list. But I
2: already know that we... <gasps> we might have... No, you got C3PO. one, yeah. I got I two big ones on... 3PO is a 2, and uh, Jar Jar. You got Smider Jar Jar is two. a 2? Yeah. All he's <sighs> doing is trying to be helpful. He's completely incompetent, but all he's doing <laughs> is trying to be helpful. <gasps> that's he's it. Stri- that's my whole argument for him.
0: <laughs> strikes me as having a very aggressive attention-seeking... And if you go with the Darth Jar Jar theory, there is a deceptive side,
2: which does not flesh out in the films. All right, we'll talk about that. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Shoot, well, I got two twos that okay. are big characters. Okay, the first would be for me; would be one Chewbacca. Excellent.
2: Okay,
0: who do you got? Chewbacca is? nine. Oh, we did. Did we skip him? No, I mentioned that. Did you say Chewbacca? Yeah, and write mm-hmm. it down. Okay, so he's on that he's one of those two nine. Uh that's a real common mistype is yeah. twos and
2: nines. Yep. There's so much about twos and nines that's very, 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 very similar. Give me so.
0: give me the the short on Chewbacca as a nine, I'll give you the short on him as a two.
2: Um my it's super hard with Chewie because he we don't have any actual dialogue for him. Mm-hmm. Um but it seems like he is along for the ride okay like from when we meet him in solo to all the way through like he's he's just sort of there going along with whatever Mm -hmm. he's strong enough to assert himself when he wants to but he doesn't he's he's not that concerned about his own agenda
0: we typed Groot from the Marvel universe mm-hmm. as yep. a nine, and, and yeah, it seems to be the same kind of character. Right. I got Chewie as a two. They're, the, the again, this is twos and nines just have so much overlap. Yep. The need to merge, warm strikes me that Chewie wants to be loved mm-hmm. and is an others-focused character. Um, has a uh, emotionally expressive side to Mm -hmm. him. So it's a reactive, um, it's an, I'm here to help energy as opposed to a withdrawn energy. True. In, in my mind, but boom. Well, we'll talk about that. I got lots of notes on, on the man. I know where you're going to go with, uh, my next character. And so we'll be debating on the line, but I got one emperor Palpatine as a two.
2: Ooh, interesting. I love this
0: idea. Okay. that Palpatine would be a two. Okay. And unfortunately, I got way too many notes on this. Yeah. <laughs> so no. The, man, the manipulation um, side of oh two. Man, i I'm assume be, shut you down so you, hard. You got Palpatine as a three. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. The, <laughs> see, the, we're getting good at this. So we, we know each other's uh, <laughs> timing. The manipulation side, the pride side, mm-hmm. the very aware of others' emotion side. I realize threes can have that. Um, But that I'm here to help you in order to get what I want is the primary for for this character. Sure. In my mind. What what you got in terms of uh, we're punting, by the way. (laughs) Punting Palpatine 2 and 3. We'll talk about this next time. So Um, what's your short on? uh,
2: The short version is that uh, he is a liar. Uh, That he uses, it's not just manipulation, but it's pure deception uh, in order to raise himself up above everyone else.
0: Yeah. Well, moves us to threes who are the successful achiever. Yes. uh, What's the skinny on threes?
2: Threes uh, are the center of that heart triad. Which means that they are—they take in the world through their emotional center, but they do not engage from their emotional center. They are looking for that attention still, uh, but theirs is about uh, glory. Would be a better word to describe what they are looking mm. for. They want to be the best, and they want everyone to tell them they're the best. And they are working hard to avoid the appearance of failure. I got a bunch of threes
0: starting with, I think this would maybe I only have two. you only have two.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: well, let's start with the one that I know that we're going to agree on, okay. which would be one Lando-Casel. Lando
2: Calrissian.
0: Uh, aggressive attention getter.
2: Oh man. He loves attention. Everything you've heard about me is true. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Such a well, good
0: hello. Han says to him, all right, you old smoothie. Which he knows how this guy works, yep. and it's just like, okay, we're going back into our old patterns, yep, because yep. I know you are going to hit on my woman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he ends up being a uh, yeah, it's an attention seeker, mm-hmm. and he does so in an aggressive way,
2: yeah. Um, and there's there's a this stereotype of the politician is actually a great representation of an unhealthy three, and Lando is all politician
0: yeah there's a point once the reveal happens that he is a deceiver mm-hmm. which is another three thing right. he's going to put forth the face but he knows in his heart that the empire is already there right he has to deceive his friend right get his friend to believe something about him and he's actually playing out all the banter yeah even hitting on leia and saying you really belong here right But when the problem emerges, when Vader's in the room and Han is in the room, he says, I had no choice. They arrived right before you did. I'm sorry. He shuts down emotions, solves the problem with an argument.
2: Right. I didn't have a choice. That's his coping style. This is what I had to do to maintain the position that I'm in. And,
0: so, and that's by the way, that's ones, threes, and fives when confronted with a problem will try and solve the problem uh rationally. Right. And so there, there it is with the three. Right. Um, success oriented. Mm-hmm. He moves from being a successful gambler to essentially becoming an oil tycoon. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like uh, what does he say? Uh
3: you know, seeing you sure brings
1: back a few things. Yeah, yeah, I'm responsible. You the price you pay for being successful.
0: Showing him around his, what is it? Uh, Bespin is like a gas mining operation, and mm-hmm. so yeah. essentially, Han is a drug smuggler. He's moving spices. Right. It's the Star Wars word for drugs. <laughs> 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 Han or Lando is an oil man, right? Mining and shipping it out makes sh- needs to make sure that the federal government gives him his license, allows him to do his operation, right? Mine his stuff.
2: Yep, because he wants success, and right. he's he's pure showman. Look at that cape. Pure <laughs> <He's a> showman. <laughs> well, there's there's some pretty great jokes about like expanding that sort of showiness in Solo. Uh, he has a room full of capes on like cause because uh yes. Solo wins the Falcon yeah. from Lando. Yeah. And he has a room of capes. I forgot
0: about that scene. I remember yeah. that. Yep.
2: Yeah. And like like <laughs> the Falcon under Solo's care is an instrument of freedom. Yep. Under Ooh. Lando's care. Yeah. It's an it's a it's a yacht. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. hit on some some ladies. Yeah. It's polished.
2: Yep, it's polished. It's it's pretty. It's it's showable. It's yeah. the fastest ship in the galaxy. That he does not use for what it's for. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. Return of the Jedi. Lando is hard on this. The only three line it was really, like, stood out to me was...
1: Someone must have told him about my little maneuver, the Battle of Tenev.
0: Because he was going to be the... Han says, uh, I didn't know somebody... They were looking for somebody to lead this thing. Mm-hmm. And then Lando's like, wow. Well, yeah. Somebody must have told him about how incredible I am. That yeah. was about it, though. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Billy D. Williams is super believable. Right. I didn't think about this, like, how... When he is actually in that cockpit doing his thing, mm-hmm. he... I. I'm immediately invested. Like yeah. you're not in a sound studio, you're right. you're out you're in outer space, and you're like he's a great actor in those those moments mm-hmm. uh, with whatever the character is that his is his Chewbacca.
2: Yeah the the Jowl Face guy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Jowl Face. That's I think <laughs> yeah. that's his we'll name. It's called jowl, jowl Face. face. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of his threeness comes out more in Empire than in. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi feels like more of a helper.
2: He, I I think he moves to. There's a good representation of the three moves to six.
0: Oh, sure. And he uses his energy
2: to support the organization. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he's got. His character arc has already been kind of fulfilled. And now Mm -hmm. it's like. So that becomes the thing is why is he giving up his. His oil. His multi million dollar oil business, as Mm -hmm. it were, to I'm going to join the rebellion.
2: I, I think. In all likelihood, it's probably the case that now that the empire is there, they're not leaving the Cloud City because they're full of crap.
0: Oh, I they're see. they're a bunch of liars. <laughs> this is no way this is gonna work,
2: right? Well, and 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 now that they have control over this space, over which they didn't care about before, like the only reason that he was able to be there where he was for so long was because the empire didn't know about it. Like, they they it they didn't care about Cloud City. Mm. Yep. So they had no presence there. And then they show up because the Falcon, because they traced the Falcon there. Yeah. And now every step of the way is a worse deal for the people of the Cloud City.
0: I didn't think about that. The worst deal is a failure.
2: Yeah. And, and that's, so, like, the Empire is occupying Cloud City now. Yeah. He has no reason to stay there anymore. I see.
0: Well... So I, I spin things differently, but to go down that road, uh is fear, appearing a failure, mm-hmm. and him yelling. This deal is getting worse all the time. Is him failing? Yeah. Him verbalizing that. Yep. And moving down that road yeah. my my take was that he actually this is one of the characters that is actually transformed by his love by his care for mm-hmm. other people so it's similar to luke here where yeah. lando sees his friend being tortured and they get in a fight and he's trying to spin things he's like leia and the wookiee are going to stay here with me and, mm-hmm. and they get in the fight and uh he says
1: i've done all i can I'm sorry I couldn't
0: do better but I got my own problems and Han like pushes as hard as he can to his heart yeah you're a
2: real hero
0: that's the appearance the appearance is gone right we know who you are right and he moves
2: yeah and now he has to face the deceit that he's lived up to. And, yeah. like, like I have built myself up into this position of being the guy that's in charge of all of these lives, and therefore I am a hero. And then yeah. the Empire came, and I made a deal with them in order pro- to protect these people, so I'm a hero. Except you don't make deals with the devil because the devil doesn't give a crap about <laughs> you. <laughs> and so, like, the the reality of... His failure is exposed, mm-hmm. and so yeah, that 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 movement from facing his failure into actually like doing something right—it's like like he goes to save his friend, and yeah,
0: boom. Uh, the last three line, which I think is hilarious, was uh, they're in the Falcon, they're getting away from uh, Bestman, and they go to to hit the light speed, and it goes.
1: Wee, wee, wee.
0: And then he he yells out
1: I told me they fixed,
0: it. Oh, they fixed it. It's not my fault. because, even because in that's that moment his people.
2: It's his It's people. a reflection of him.
0: <laughs> he is a failure. Yep. And it's it's just for a couple people. Yep. But even there, he's like really upset yep. that he's looking like
2: yep. <laughs> His mechanics <laughs> failed, which is a reflection of his failure.
0: I get so energized. Uh, last word on Lando for me is when they uh, they escape the second Death Star, mm-hmm. the fires chasing the Millennium Falcon yeah. and explodes, and they shoot out. Yeah, and he just yells.
1: <laughs>
0: and it's just uh, it's like the, the him jumping in. I don't, I don't know what to say on this character aside from he in Return of the Jedi is one of those secondary characters in my mind mm-hmm. but bring so much um beauty and color and energy yeah. to the movie. Yeah. There's a lot I don't I'm not a big fan of return of the jedi mm-hmm. but that the space battle is actually a thing that I think it just works for me. Yeah. Space battle, Jabba, the the stuff with Luke and, and Darth Vader all work for me, but yeah. the space battle is just gorgeous. Yeah. And he just ends up being a centerpiece of that. But I would never say, well, you know who was really essential it was Billy D. Williams. Right. But he totally is. Well, So I got two threes okay. who are both imperial officers okay. who have a tug of war. And I'm really attracted to, this was another one of those places where when I knew the Enneagram side of these, I was mm. like, oh, that's really great. Sure. One of them would be Grand Moff Tarkin. Sure. Who strikes me as a three. Yep. And the other is Orson Krennic. Okay. Who strikes me as? A
2: three. I actually had Krennic as a three as well. Did I you? forgot to type Tarkin.
0: Ah, well, let me let me pitch Tarkin because I bet you'll like this uh, in terms of building on it. First, little known fact about Grand Moff Tarkin: his first name is actually Will Huff.
2: Yeah, I saw that so, the other day. So,
0: just in case you were looking for baby names, Will Huff. Will Huff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, grand governor of the no regional governor of the outer rim it seems like an aggressive type to me um feeling repressed blows up a planet mm-hmm. you know like you do so that you can get the attention of your boss right i think that's that, that would be my cold ar- argument for what his type is um he is a uh, solves problems with competency
1: this bickering is pointless let's get to the point, sure,
0: um, attaches to relationships. He is one of the few people who says to Vader, uh, you, my friend.
1: The Jedi are extinct. Their fire has gone out of the universe. You, my friend, are all that's left of their religion.
0: He actually has a, He wants to attach to those who give him control, and Vader is one of those characters mm. who gives him control. Um, when... He is told that the Death Star might be vulnerable.
1: We've analyzed their attack, sir, and there is a danger. Should I have your ship standing by? Evacuate? In our moment of triumph, I think you overestimate their chances. Because
0: he doesn't have any fear; mm. he's all about the triumph. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on triumph. I want the glory. True. Um, that is his part of his character in uh, New Hope. They do a great job. This is another place where I think Rogue One ends up having just some really worthwhile stuff because they introduce another three who is the actual creator of the Death Star. So you have a three who is a general. You have a three who's created the Death Star, and they're going to have a tug of war about the Death Star. And so there's that internal Nazi power struggle, you know. I'm going to cut you down to get the glory. I'm going to mm-hmm. cut you down to get the attention and the emperor. Right. That's taking place between those characters. Right. Anyway, did you have a, any thoughts on Krennic?
2: Um, his insistence that he is the guy that's in charge—it's clearly not about control, but it is about glory. Mm-hmm. There, and like, like he, he, that comes out in him and his language a lot. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't—he wants to be recognized.
0: We'll come back to this quote, but he yells out. It's the best line from that, from that actor. He yells out at one point to all the Nazis around him. We stand here amidst my achievements. Yeah. Yep. And that's just yep. the, it's not necessarily frustration. It is demanding you acknowledge all that I've done. Yep. Uh, there's a feeling repressed side to Krennic, mm-hmm. which, which comes out where, <laughs> you know, Galen Erso at one point says, a confusing piece with terror." Well, you we start somewhere. Said no to ever. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. He, he doesn't he's, care. Like, he's just yeah. all, he's going to sh- shoot his friend's wife. He's going to hunt his kid down. Um, the dialogue, which is routinely mocked, rightly so, between Krennic and Vader, does expose Krennic's Three side, Mm -hmm. where he is coming to Vader saying, The last guy kicked me out of my own Death Star. You need to go to the Emperor and tell him how amazing I am. I delivered the weapon the Emperor requested. I deserve an audience to make certain that he understands its remarkable potential. Because he wants some attention, and Vader says,
1: its power to create problems has certainly been confirmed. A city destroyed. An imperial vicinity openly attacked. He is diminishing.
0: Vader is, I don't know what this would look like for a six, but he is he knows exactly what Krennic is about. Mm-hmm. And he is just saying this is unacceptable here. Yeah. Maybe you're not following the rules or something.
2: The six in this in in this scenario is is married to the the hierarchy, the authority system that recognizes that like, whatever the Emperor, like, the Emperor is the thing that is all important. Yeah. And, yeah. and everything in the world pales in comparison to the Emperor.
0: To the ultimate authority. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That ends up being so he pushes down. Krennic then starts attacking the other three. He's coming to talk and suggested the test. So Vader knows exactly what he's
1: doing. You were not summoned here to grovel, Director Krennic. No, it's... There is no Death Star. The Senate has been informed that Jedha was destroyed in a mining disaster. Yes, my lord. So I'm still in command? You'll speak to the Emperor about... Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, director.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is a terrible line, and yet in terms of typing,
2: that's like the, it's it's the it's it is a slap in the face to a three. Yeah, there it yeah. is.
0: When Krennic and Tarkin routinely are talking about the Death Star, and Tarkin initially is skeptical, he says this is gonna be a failure, and and Krennic's like, this will not fail. And mm-hmm. he's over and over and over again advocating and elevating himself um, where Tarkin is trying to to bring him down. Um, Tarkin wants to say, you know, he's lost the cargo pilot, he's lost the plans. And Krennic says... When the battle station is finished, Governor Tarkin, the Senate will be of little concern. Tarkin says...
1: Failure will find you explaining why to a far less patient audience. I will not
0: fail. Primary fear. I will not fail. And again, it's just that banter between those two. And it culminates in that conversation. After they have shot a nuclear weapon at Mecca and blown up the Holy City. Right. They have a dialogue. I keep using the Nazi Islam imagery because that's all over this movie. Mm -hmm. Tarkin says,
1: (laughs) so good. I believe I owe you an apology, Director Krennic. Your work exceeds all expectations you'll tell the Emperor as much?
2: Because he wants
0: attention.
1: Yeah. Tarkin. So I'm going to get a gold star, right? I will tell him that his patience with your misadventures has been rewarded with a weapon that will bring a swift end to the rebellion. And that that was only an inkling of its destructive potential. I will tell him that I will be taking control over the weapon I first spoke of years ago, effective immediately. And that's where Tarkin snaps. We stand here amidst my achievement! Not yours. I'm afraid the recent security breaches have laid bare your inadequacies as a military director. Failure.
0: Threes. It's just that three. It's a it's a three cat fight. I don't know how to say that. Like yeah. it's a it's this is what it looks like when threes are hitting one another. The breaches have been filled. Jedi has been silenced. Krennic wants to say no. There's successes.
1: You think this pilot acted alone? He was dispatched from the installation on Edo. Galen Erso's facility. And then Craig says, I want to see about this. Krennic goes off to
0: talk to Vader. Right. Because that's how Nazis work. Right. It's all about working your way up the corporate ladder in that sense. Yep. You love some Rogue One.
2: (laughs) Not a fan.
0: That one ends up working a little bit.
2: Any other threes? No, I don't think so. I got Jar
0: Jar as a three, who I'm excited to talk about because mm-hmm. just because of alternative
2: theories, sure about yeah. who Jar Jar was supposed to be. Theories that are not in the reality.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you gotta spin things to make them enjoyable, you know, like or making up stories about what should have been.
2: No, I th- I I think that the Jar Jar uh, is act and and the way that his character was changed. From episode one to episode two, yeah, is actually a good another good reflection of George Lucas's nineness, yeah is that, is it, that he got so much criticism about the character in the first one that he gave in like he sort of he aggressive in this passive aggressive yeah. way and like diminished the character so thoroughly for episode two. Yeah. That like now it just seems like a huge mistake.
0: There's a scene in episode two where the CGI character looks at the camera and there's the passive aggressiveness by the way the alternative theory is something like this you will have seen yoda being a goofball in empire strikes back because he is playing a character trying to get information and move things along yeah and the theory is something like this that jar jar is actually a sith lord and there's a bunch of hints in episode one that show him using the force in very profound ways um Motivating people to say things, jumping in with with fourth jumps and the rest, mm. and that he was actually the Phantom Menace. He was the one who was. Um, he and uh, Palpatine come from the same planet, mm. and there's a bunch that shared. I can talk about that when we when we look at Jar Jar, but yeah. it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I had the my only four fours are the uh, romantic idealist.
2: Sometimes called the individualist, but we don't really like that word. So fours being the the last one in that heart triad. Yeah. Fours focus that energy inward, and and they experience a lot of envy because they see the world that they don't fit into. Yep. And so they look at the world with envy and think, why not me? Uh, Very, very comfortable with... Um, with sadness and pain. But that has a lot to do with the fact that they are very concerned about authenticity. And so being sad is just true, so they don't shy away from it.
0: My only four was R2-D2, which was a punt. Yep. Um, With all we've been through, this R2 unit has become a little bit eccentric. Hmm. The uh, brings us to the fives. You got no more Six fours, you? No, you got like fours. What you got for fours? Uh,
2: I also had, uh, I, I put Han Solo yep. as a four, which we will talk about later. Um, oh, man, I'm excited for that. <laughs> uh, Boba Fett, I put as a four. Yep. This one's another one that's super thin because there just isn't a lot going there. But thinking about Boba Fett the boy. Mm-hmm. Which watches who watches his father die and follows in his father's footsteps totally in a valid. way, and like he's the only one of his kind, and like there's there's just some like sort of
0: <gasps> oh that's a good one I hadn't thought about that yeah there. he is unique among all those clones right
2: I uh, like that right I
0: got Boba Fett as a punt because I got Boba Fett as a
2: five okay
0: um, walks around observing analyzing kind of character in my mind. Sure. um, Brings us to the fives. Yeah. Do we have any other fours that we punted? So you had Han, so. Boba Fett, and that was it. Yep. That would be interesting because then they would be doppelgangers. The um, Han Solo, Boba Fett are obviously the, that's his opposite. Sure, yeah. In Empire and in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, So that makes sense.
2: Oh, I also put K2SO. Oh, it was four? Yeah.
0: Uh, I need to write that down.
2: But that was one that, um, there wasn't really anything to go on, so. Right.
0: Yeah. Fives. Uh, fives, we might call the investigative thinker,
2: observer. Observer. I like the observer a lot. So this moves us back into the head triad where we started. Fives are, um, security is their number one thing, but the way that they gain security is by having all of the correct information and all of the right resources. Uh, very aware of how they are limited in energy. They want to make sure they have all that they need to be safe. And so that means collecting and storing their resources. That's, um, that's and, and in a lot of ways, this will be focused on information. They want to understand how everything works.
0: Now off air, we, we spoke about Obi Wan as being a one and I have Obi Wan as a five. So that was another punt. Mm-hmm. So just in case that didn't get said, but uh I had Obi-Wan as a five as an observer, and you had Obi-Wan as a one. That is correct. And that that do you have any other fives?
2: Well, uh, the only other one I and I I feel like I can make equal arguments for Yoda as a oh, five right. or yep. a nine. Okay. So
0: bang. And then again I got Yoda is a seven.
2: Yep. Um, Well, that's it, my brother. Yeah, I think that cleans it up.
0: Got anything else before we close this out?
2: Uh, Just a reminder that we are guessing based on what we see, and you should never type another person because it's dangerous (laughs) and wrong. You can help them think about the way that they are motivated but you can never assign motivation to another person.
0: And that's why we're doing the podcast is we want to show types. Right. And kind of expose moves, so that this can be a tool for people to look for themselves. Right. So hopefully uh, if you're into this material, it can be a place that you see yourself.
2: And you really resonate with Han Solo, then maybe you should look into fours. We
0: can do the, And we will do the type. If you are struggling between the four and eight.
2: Yeah. We actually
0: Listen had that time. conversation last time we did with, uh, with Scarlet Witch.
1: Oh, with yeah. That's right.
0: and so yeah. we'll come back to that same sort of dynamic, apparently. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right, my friends. So the best thing you can do to keep these shows going is take two seconds for us and do share this episode with somebody that you care about on Facebook, on your Instagram. It's the best thing you can do for us is just say, hey, this is meaningful to me. You should listen. Um, we borrow some of our structure from the exceptional podcast, The Top Ten Show by John Roca and Matt Nose for our punts and numbering system. Um, if you dig these podcasts and want to pick our next series, we have folks who are already pledging for uh, for the Harry Potter. Yep. And we we actually are really close to our goal. So if you're interested in that, we, we would love to raise just another 30 bucks uh, to get us in a spot where we can do Harry Potter this summer. Um, if you are on the Instagram, you can find us at Around the Circle Podcast or on Twitter at Enneagram Circle. Um, the best thing, again, that you can do to keep these shows going is subscribe, share. We would be super grateful. Uh, lastly we are setting up events for 2020 uh, we do one day and two day events for up to 250 people and leadership teams for up to 20. You got anything else? Nope. He's TJ Wilson. He is officially awesome and I am Jeff Cook and uh, hey TJ. Yeah. May the force be with you.
2: <laughs> and also with you.
1: Ha, ha, ha!